Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about uh, public policy and international relations graduate programs in the United States. So for today's episode, I want to talk about when career service is important and what a good career services look like. So I'm actually uh, coming at this topic uh, being someone who uh, has experienced career services in multiple graduate programs. Also, very interestingly, uh, someone in my professional experience has been involved in, uh, shall we say, matters of designing uh, systems and processes or organizations to improve career progression and career advising. Um, So there you go. Um, The first thing I want to highlight is that when is career services important? And on the surface, it might be like, hey, every great school has great career services. That is generally true, but I would say there's one notable exception, and that is when you're at a school in which it's so large or there's just so so many different people involved in different things, um, where there's a very, very strong professional culture um, that in many ways the students kind of like supplant career services. It's kind of hard to imagine, but just think of a place and where the students nonstop are, are talking about careers and they organize themselves in uh, very career-oriented clubs and that is very focused on help its, helping its members get the jobs, the career opportunities that they want. Um, and, and even these schools, like career service still exists, but career service is kind of like primarily serves as a partner to the student groups and the, and the student facilitation of career opportunities. Um so, you know, when, when that happens and the students are so active about their professional uh, experience or outcomes, then, you know, they kind of, the students kind of do the career services job. And then uh, there are situations where, like, their brand is just, uh, you know, so well-known and helpful that, like, career services does, has a lot less work just because, um their students are usually first uh, pick a litter for a wide range of jobs. And interestingly, uh, a lot of these times this has to do with they just accept uh, people who are very aggressive in network networking and note and uh, have a lot of them may come from certain programs in which there's a guaranteed job coming out of it or sponsored programs. So um, those are kind of like two scenarios in which crew services might be less important. And, uh, so if that's available for you and, you know, then understand how to get the career you want that way. But I would say for the vast majority of cases, um, career services is important and is the base means to uh, at, at least elevate your scenario or give yourself, I'm sorry, elevate your uh, potential or at least give yourself more opportunities to consider. So, um, and and I want to highlight like what a good career services looks like. So first off, organization of a career services. Uh, are they organized in which there's batches of students connected with a career service counselor? So the best examples are those where there's like seven, 10, 15, whatever, but it's like 10, 15 people tied to a career services counselor. 
So you have that dedicated focus of the person who knows you. You don't have like the one person helping out like 200 people. And it's just so much of conversation when you meet that career counselor when it's like one, two, 200, whatever. It's like rehashing the same thing over and over again because you know they have to remind themselves who you are and your life stories. But you know, when you have that dedicated small batching, I think it's really helpful. It's a really good sign that the career service is organized and well-resourced. Uh, another way, if you don't have batching, I don't expect all schools to have batching or even good career services all have batching, um, then at least some level of breakdowns, be it by interest areas uh, or policy areas, something in which they break it down and there's, there's some level of uh, managing uh, a portfolio of students for each uh, career counselor. And then um, you know, once it looks like there's good organization, the next thing I recommend people look into is that uh, look at the LinkedIn profiles of the people in career services. Do they have a strong base of experiences? So I would be concerned if everyone in the career services are people who just worked academia uh, in an administrative or support role and nothing else, that, yeah, even if it's in career service offices. That would concern me because um, there's something to be said about academia, the structure and lifestyle uh, and culture and expectation of academia are decently different from outside academia, either in government or private sector. And so I would look for someone making sure that people at least have some private level, private sector or government experience, service experience so they know what it's like outside the school environment. Uh, and then uh, what, what are the key processes? Like processes might change a little bit, but general foundations stay the same. So, so that's important. I would say one of the best career services counselors I've ever met had both private sector and public sector experience, had a long career, I think freelancing to a certain extent, and just like could, knew, had so many good points of comparison based off of their own life that um, they, they could draw from. That was just immensely helpful. Um, then third is uh, availability to support the basic services, which basic services are things like uh, resume support, uh, helping with career uh, awareness, uh, or just even a, uh, awareness of what's even out there and uh, that's relevant to the degree. Um, so there are lots of different ways to set basic support services. There's sometimes student student mentors, students that are uh, tied to career services, or they might even contract out uh, career services to a certain extent uh, to help with these you know, basic service activities. But the key thing is that they're there and they're accessible and they're sufficiently available. This is when it's good to ask like a student, like, hey, you know, if you need resume help, uh, can you get it? And is a good resume help? If you need career awareness help, can you get it? Do you have a sufficient time? If the answer is like you have to make an appointment three weeks in advance, mm, that probably shows that uh, there's a lot of some issues with career services uh, just getting the logistics together. Um, so I just wrongly recommend people ask, like, what do, what does career services do for you? you in terms of being available for the basic stuff. Because even if you've been in the job market for a while, you have to understand how to f 
fix your resume for each type of different uh, policy area job, or at least what about your resume stands out for certain policy or IR jobs. So, and then um, the next is, does the career services um, manage the roster of alumni they can connect you with? Um, I'm actually amused by how many career services um, they do the, like the favorite alumni game in which they know like a favorite alumni in certain industry areas and that's the go-to people. I mean, I think that's a good starting point, of course, but it really helps if there is some sort of a roster or system of keeping track of who the active alumni are. And, and if there's live active alumni, that's helpful. Uh, and that a career service can refer you to. And again, if they, they aren't tracking a deep roster, this is not words deep, uh, and get them to be persistently helpful, then that's a, that's a sign that the career service is, uh, is not the best. Uh, then there's, you know, what, th- talking about roles in particular, uh, or looking for, or helping you find roles. Does the career services have a strong base of pipeline roles? Pipeline roles are basically organized programs in which career services usually helps organize, but they bring in employers, um, or some, it could, sometimes it's uh, fellowship based. So it could be like a, a pathway to uh, or organization um, that has a nonprofit organization that has a fellowship or a pathway to something. But either way, it's, it's something which uh, career services sponsors or, or at least opens the opportunity up for students to be considered for certain pipeline roles. Um, I mean, most universities either have like, I mean, I'm sorry, most graduate programs have definitely a few top pipeline roles. I know in my graduate program, the Loit uh, Presidential Merit uh, Ma- Management F- Fellowship were two that were popular. Um, oh, Office of Management and Budget, that was another popular one. Um, in the IR space, Foreign Service Officer, always a popular one. Some National Security Fellowships, always a popular one, or not maybe not popular, but well-known one. Uh, intelligence agencies sometimes uh, were liked and well known, um, but yeah. But then there's there's also the more competitive ones, uh, the top elite schools for public policy at least, uh, like MBB, McKinsey, Bain, BCG. But there's also things that are less common, and every school has their own niche, uh, has their own group of pipelines. And the key thing is that there's a strong base of pipeline roles that are out there. Uh, and available. The more, the better, uh, in my opinion. Um, The reason why pipeline roles matter is that there's a base. Yeah, there's just a base of opportunities for you to consider um, and to look at. It it helps to go out with a a bunch of people you know from your school to a certain employer or fellowship. The last thing, and this is what distinguishes the, the good career services from the great career services, is... Are the career services uh, bring in interestingly new, interesting new opportunities uh, from the new economy? And here's here's the quick context: is that the economy is changing. Um, even traditional public policy jobs that were available, like uh, to the bulk of students uh, five years ago, six years ago, uh, that's just a, uh, a partial slice or a partial portion of the pie of jobs available to public policy graduates. There are a lot of new and exciting opportunities out there 
that some might policy graduate students, policy and IR graduate students might be interested in, but uh, some might not be. But either way, if there's some level of interest, it should be identified and offered. So I would say the cool, a good example of this is that I knew a public, I'm sorry, it was an international relations program. I knew an international relations program uh, brought in Netflix to do a, a career uh, opportunity session. Um, so, and you're probably thinking like, why would Netflix want international relations graduate students? Well, it's because Netflix have a, has a lot of international relations uh, production going on. They need people to help them uh, coordinate relationships with uh, the gov- international governments across the world. So that was just really interesting, really new, really different. And I, I really appreciated that uh, the career services were thinking from an innovation perspective. Um, and yeah, that, that's just, I would say, in my opinion, one of the most memorable examples, but there's all sorts of examples out there of career services just thinking beyond what's tried, uh, the normal beaten path, and just giving their students kind of like a first mover advantage on the new career options out there. Um, yeah, and so, you know, as you think about policy schools, uh, in Again, uh, I said in another episode, not everyone is career-focused in policy school or IR school. Uh, but as you think about uh, policy and IR schools, if you are very career-focused and you want a full range of opportunities, then um, think about you know, how is the school structured to help you. If they have a strong student support system then and that lands their students in a good range of jobs and opportunities, then you're good. But if they... If it's not that career-focused environment in terms of cultural aspect among students, then dig into uh, what career services does and doesn't do. And honestly, the best of both worlds is when you have both an amazing career services and an amazing um, student environment, uh, student culture for professionalism. That's uh, It's kind of rare to have best of both worlds, but it's out there. So just do, be, be smart, do your due diligence, and look for what you want. All right, hope this is helpful. Thank you.